Hello and welcome to Anxious Creators Unite, where my goal is to remind you that it's okay to show up scared and show up imperfect as long as you're showing up. I'm your host, Sadie, and I'm learning to show up in my life and motherhood while healing from social anxiety and perfectionism. Today, I'm going to share six things I would tell my shy younger self about mental health and life. I hope that the time you spend listening helps you feel a little less alone on your own journey. We're in this together because talking about mental health matters. So let's talk. How many times have you wished that you could go back and give your younger self a hug or maybe a good shake to spare them, you, from all the tough stuff that you now know is still to come? On the one hand, I know that there's huge value in learning the lessons and doing the work. And I don't know if I would actually go back and tell myself the things that I'm about to share, but on the other hand, it is cathartic and therapeutic to imagine what I would say. To set the stage a little, um, I'm imagining myself talking to a teen version of myself because in high school, I was, I would call it an anxious overachiever. I always aimed for A pluses and I panicked if it didn't happen or if it seemed like it might not happen. I memorized every detail I could before a test, but was too frantic to ever pause long enough to digest the information. So I would forget it all after the test. Beneath the surface, I didn't know this at the time, I was riddled with anxiety, perfectionism, and absolute rock bottom self-esteem. It just didn't look like it from the surface. Years later, a former classmate uh, made an offhand comment that I don't remember word for word, but it basically came down to they thought I was too good to hang out with them in high school. My teenage self would have been mortified to hear that. That shy, lost, neurotic 16-year-old girl who wanted nothing more than to stop feeling like she only mattered if she was perfect, hearing that, it would have shattered me. There's so much I would go back and tell that girl. So much pain and burden I would try to take off her shoulders. So for today, I wanted to share with you six of the things I would go back and tell that girl, me, if I could. I hope you like it. Dear younger me, number one, you don't have to please everyone all the time. I'm not saying you can't please people ever. I'm just saying you don't have to do it at the expense of your own needs. And note, dear younger me, I still do this at 34, but let's aim for higher than that. (laughs) If you spend your life as a chronic people pleaser, it will lead to thinking of yourself as a social chameleon censoring and filtering yourself to match the energy and personalities of the people around you because you're afraid of how people afraid of how people will react if they know the real you and you'll feel like your preferences even just your existence are an imposition on other people the more time you spend grooming yourself to be as inoffensive as possible to the whole world the more you will become tormented by the question who am i then Don't live your life apologetically. Number two would be, it's okay to make mistakes. Perfection, 
dear younger me, is a toxic mind mirage. And chasing perfection will shatter your self-confidence and productivity. You'll become so desperate to just reach perfection so that you can finally relax. It will consume all of your energy and brain space. Perfectionism in the clinical sense isn't healthy. It goes beyond just being driven or type A or having high personal standards. It's a form of disordered thinking. And I remember being there and I know that you're struggling with this. Over the years to come, here's the ridiculous list of things you will strive to make perfect before you are finally diagnosed with perfectionism. You'll try to be the perfect mother, the perfect wife, the perfect freelancer, the perfect house cleaner, the perfect cook, the perfect jogger. You'll be obsessed with nailing down perfect daily routines, perfect home organization systems, perfect wardrobes for you and your kids, perfect meal plans, perfect workout routines, perfect defensive driving techniques, and finding that perfect path that perfectly balances your perfect career choice and perfectly pursued passions. If that was a lot to hear, just know that it's a lot harder to actually live it. So no, don't, don't do that <laughs> because you will never, ever get there because there doesn't exist. There will keep moving. Even if you get closer to it, that's how perfectionism works. Good enough is good enough and you are good enough. So stop, but also seek help because you're not going to be able to get over this one alone. Number three, your body is okay. I'm not going to say your body is perfect and flawless because you won't believe that and that doesn't do you any good. No one has the perfect body. And if they did, there's a pretty good chance they wouldn't think it was perfect anyway. Someday, you're going to look back at photos of yourself over the years and realize how totally okay you've been all along. But at the time, you were worried about things like cellulite, stretch marks, the scar that you will eventually have from where the doctors saved you and your son's life with an emergency C-section. You're going to hate it, this beautiful memory. You're going to hate, hate it because your tummy hangs over the scar, creating what for a long time you're going to think of as a shelf of shame. You do eventually start getting over this, but it takes time. You think your face looks weird with glasses on and without glasses on. You don't like the angle of your teeth. You don't like the slope of your nose. You don't like your cuticles because you pick them all the time. You don't like your hair. On and on. You fixate on various things and then move on until you come back to them and realize they're still there. In case you're wondering, you will seek help for this and you'll be screened for body dysmorphia, but you'll be told that you don't meet the diagnostic criteria, which will baffle you because if this level of body hatred isn't clinically significant or diagnosable, does that mean that there's other countless women walking around thinking the same things about their own perfectly imperfect bodies? It's okay to care about your appearance and about looking and feeling pretty and dolling up and exercising and all that stuff. But don't believe for a second that how you look is the most interesting thing about you. Number four, you are worthy of self-care. Many of us have a brain bully inside who whispers things like, the real you doesn't take care of herself. 
you're just faking it right now, going through a phase where you're trying on self-care for size, but it won't last. You won't stick with it because you never stick with anything. You don't really deserve this. The advice is simple here, and it comes from a friend you will eventually make in university. I'm going to swear now, so brace your children's ears. Fuck you, brain bully. It's okay to take care of yourself. Act like you love yourself, and slowly it'll start to rub off on you. It's not easy, but you got to start somewhere. Number five, you deserve to heal. Eventually, when you burn out and hit your emotional rock bottom, you'll see a psychiatrist and she will give you the permission you didn't know you needed to start taking care of your mental health. You'll find out that over the past 20 years, you'll have developed severe social anxiety as well as perfectionism, generalized anxiety, and eventually all of that leads, leads to depression. And you'll actually be relieved to hear this because all this time you've been thinking that you just sucked at being a human. You'll finally understand that this is more than just sadness or shyness or being kind of hard on yourself. If you'd been trying to walk around with a broken leg, you would have noticed it, addressed it, and let it heal. I know that there's stigma in society, and this isn't all on your shoulders, but try to take your mental health as seriously as your physical health. Treat your mental and emotional wounds like a broken bone. Broken bones can heal, and so can you. Number six, you are good enough. You have been seeing yourself through a cloudy, cracked, warped filter. You are not what needs to change. It's the filter that needs to change, not who you are inside. Take a step back sometimes. Get out of your own head and take an honest look at other people's imperfections. Think about the people you care about and love. Do you see their imperfections and love them anyway? Of course you do, because you see them as a whole person. Start doing that with yourself. Start seeing your whole, good, messy self, even on frizzy hair days. Give yourself permission to be a work in progress forever. Life is not a fairy tale with a happily ever after. Not every day will go in the wind column. At 34, as I'm writing this to you, I still don't have it all figured out. I'm not speaking to you from a place of perfection. I struggle several days a week at least, but that's kind of exactly the point. You just keep going. When I think back to you, younger me, I remember just wanting to know, am I okay yet? Am I good enough now? The answer to all of these questions has been yes all along. The tricky part is just remembering that, especially on the hard days. You are good enough. Now. You're okay as a person, and it's still okay to want to grow. So just to recap, the six pieces of advice I would give are, number one, you don't have to please everyone all the time. Number two, it's okay to make mistakes. Number three, your body is okay. Number four, you are worthy of self-care. Number five, you deserve to heal. Number six, you are good enough.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram at Hey Sadie Hall and let me know what advice you would give your younger self. Until next time, remember that the secret to feeling ready is that there is no secret. We're all just finding our way. And I truly believe that you will find yours too. You've got this. And I'll see you next time. Bye.